Hello and welcome to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Today we are looking once again at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verses 8 to 10, but this time with a focus on love for people. And we'll also read from Psalm 119, beginning at verse 81. First of all, we pray for God's presence and his help. Lord, be with us now as we read your word, as we reflect on it, and as we pray. Forgive our sins, make us clean, O God, we pray. Clear away the clutter of our minds, the things that are unhelpful, so that we can have a real focus on you today. Teach us through your word, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Our first reading then from Psalm 119 and beginning at verse 81. My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I am like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant dig pits to trap me, contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for I am being persecuted without cause. They almost wiped me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your unfailing love, preserve my life, that I may obey the statutes of your mouth. And once more then, 2 Timothy 2 and beginning at verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Well, yesterday we looked at what I call the secret of suffering well, and a big part of that secret is for Paul to focus on the eternal glory, and he passes that on to us as advice, as it were. And I encourage you once again to press into this, to find your joy in God. And as you do this, may you increasingly find that the weight of the glory of God far exceeds the weight of the suffering that we face, however heavy that suffering may be. But there's something more. And in fact, the something more is, I think, the main thrust of this short section 
from 2 Timothy. Look at verse 10 with me again. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Yes, Paul knows God in his glory and he wants to know him better. He knows how good this is. But, and this is the point, he wants others to know this too. His primary focus here is on the people of God. He wants them to know the weight of this eternal glory. We are to pursue our God and to know him deeply and personally. But we are most satisfied when we find our joy in God and also when we share that joy with others. This is in fact the example of Jesus Christ who gave his life for others that they might know the glory of God. Paul follows this pattern. Are you enjoying God? Are you pressing into your relationship with him? That is one question and a vital question. But there is a second question that is linked with the first. Are you sharing him with others? We have a a great opportunity in these days. Gavin Calver, the CEO of the Evangelical Alliance, has said this. Amid the crises in our communities, we are facing, arguably, the greatest evangelistic opportunity of our lifetime. Yeah, there is a a weight of suffering that people experience, not only within the church, but also very much beyond it. As we find our joy in God, let's introduce people to the weightier glory of the gospel that is Christ. People are pursuing fulfillment and happiness in the wrong places, thinking about worldly ambition, career, sports, family, materialism. And not all of those things are are bad, but we are to pursue God and his glory and to find our fulfillment in him. If we are learning the secret ourselves, let's share that secret with others. Yes, in the crisis in our communities, we have a great opportunity to share Jesus. And as we do that, we will be even happier in God, even more satisfied in him. The eternal weight of glory will become even heavier in the balancing scales of life, so heavy that it outweighs everything else. So we are called to have a passion for God, and then we are called as a a second but vital thing to have a love for others so that we share God with others, the joy that is ours. We share it with our friends and our neighbours and our colleagues. Let's do that in the days that lie ahead. We pause and we pray, and as we think of the glory of God and the glory of the gospel, we think of the 
tremendous need that there is. Where I live in Yorkshire and the Humber, I believe that it is 0.85% of people who, in inverted commas, go to church on any given Sunday. I think that has increased significantly in lockdown as people have engaged with virtual church. Let's seize this opportunity with both hands as we pray for those that we know. Lord, today we do lift before you friends and neighbours and work colleagues. We lift before you family who don't yet know you. And we pray for those who we don't know. People who perhaps we're going to meet in the week ahead, maybe even today. May we have opportunities to speak gospel words, to share the eternal glory that we ourselves have tasted with others. Lord, we want to draw deeply on our relationship with you so that we have wonderful things to share with others. So, Lord, strengthen us in our passion for you and in our love for others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.